Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Lala Show, a weekly podcast about Chinese entertainment. Um, so to start us off this week, uh, we wanted to wish everyone out there listening a happy autumn festival since uh, we Yay. recorded before that day last week. Um, yeah. Happy Mooncake! Eat your mooncakes. <laughs> yes, happy Mooncake Day. And um, so with the Autumn Festival, there are a bunch of um, concerts that t- TV stations put on in celebration. And so we wanted to do some brief recaps of um, the uh, ones that we saw this year. Elle, do yeah. you want to start with some thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were three main ones. I know Maybe there are smaller ones, but I think the three main ones that everybody can see on YouTube now, they're kind of linked, is the one from Hunan Weisi, Hunan TV, CCTV, and then Dongfang Weisi, right? Dongfang mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're interesting because all three of them are they have kind of like a different um, audience I guess mm-hmm. like Hunan TV and Dongfang TV are a little bit more like a younger audience they, they try to stay a little bit hipper while CCTV is like OG they're still very old school and their audience is like, you, know, you know your parents generation mm-hmm. yeah so I mean I mean starting off with Hunan TV I feel like that's the one that um, we kind of pay attention to more because mm-hmm. you know it's it's definitely like hipper and more relevant. But um, you can see that all of the different television channels they basically just advertise what's going on in their tele in their um, channel, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have their people from their TV shows or like dramas come out and sing and do these performances. Mm-hmm. So I mean, eh, I didn't really care for any of them to be honest with you. So I mean, what did you think? So in particular for Hunawis, I thought that similar to you, I think that I felt like they were a little bit lost this year in like trying to balance, like trying to be hip and trying to be like family oriented. And they didn't balance it out very well. Um, I think the two things that I um, would highlight from that were the um, lion performance. So Xia Jianteng's band um, Mm -hmm. with, with the vocaloids. I thought that was so weird. That was weird. Like, their voices didn't really match well. Shaodinsen is not... I don't know, because they're more, like, with their EDM and their, like, the vocal, like, techno mm-hmm. in there, right? And then Shaodinsen is very raw, like, vocals. So it kind of didn't work well. I honestly just don't understand. So I feel like this has been a trend in recent years where for these um, holiday concerts, not just the mid-autumn concert, but, like, stuff like... Um, like the Quanian type shows where they like to put a lot of like technology in there and I don't really understand mm-hmm. why because it doesn't make it like to me it doesn't make it more entertaining it just kind of makes it kind of distracting yeah like when they have like holograms and 3D scenery yeah. I don't know I mean besides that I feel like Xiao Jintun and Si Zitan were really good I like their song so mm-hmm. I mean just cut out that a second part of their performance, I think it would be fine. But one thing I wanted to say about Hunan Weisu was they ended with Guo Bi Chen, right? Guo Bi Ting. Guo Bi Ting was the last yeah. performer, and and like and then the very last performers, like these old people, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but I mean, I was very confused because they could have ended with Li Yu Chen. Wouldn't that be, been like a better ending? Yeah, I was really confused by that choice as well. Not by like the last ending singers, because those were like the you know traditional yeah. opera, like the the my parents kind of singers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Guo Biting is like the kind of she's not really a singer, and so you would really put her like in the middle, right, or in the front. Yeah, she's not that. So yeah, I thought that was a weird choice. I agree. 
because they could have easily just ended with Lee Yutun and it would even though I mean don't really like her anyway but I just feel like the you know the flow of the show should have been that and then end with the opera singers but yeah. Gobi Ting in there was kind of like a weird like it felt like a weird segue into like a, you know a second an episode two but it wasn't yeah I, I don't know and she's not even like that famous either and again she's not a singer so I don't know how she got that spot I think overall, I was kind of underwhelmed by the star power of Huna Oasis because I yeah. feel like they usually get like a lot of big, at least like hip, like big hip singers, like, you know, idol singers or whatever, but still yeah. bigger names. So I was You know surprised. what's interesting though? Um, because I feel like they definitely dropped down in the hip genre when they banned K-pop. Because, <laughs> okay, maybe it's just my bias, but like previous years when they didn't ban k-pop they had like k-pop stars in these performances and it was mm-hmm. very like upbeat and fun versus now it's kind of like i don't know it's kind of blah and then they try to be hip i don't know that i agree with that because i feel like they overall just didn't like they could have trotted out a bunch more like of different artists like you know you could have gotten like Shang, right if since he was on um Kuala Nansheng, and you could have gotten you that know their true. whole the whole roster of EE media artists that they kind of just keep under their stable, you know? Like I think overall it was just weird. They didn't have they didn't have nearly as much star power that as they've had in the past. That is true. I think they just highlighted a lot of the shows a little bit more. Like the, you know, um with Kyle Nansen and Baba Chunar and like that stuff. I think they highlighted a little bit more. I don't even feel like they highlighted that that much. But I will say, the one thing that I really enjoyed was that human tower. Okay. I didn't understand. I mean, okay. I get I understand, but I didn't understand why it was here. (laughs) I mean, I didn't super understand why it was part of the show either. I especially didn't understand why they got the magician to be the host of that. But like, I was like, I was watching it and like the whole time I had my hands like on my forehead, like, oh my God, oh my God, are they going to fall down? And then afterwards they fell the first time. And then the second time I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then when they succeeded, it was like a triumph of the human spirit. And I felt all inspired, like, wow. I don't know who came up with this idea though. That's kind of really, I'm just imagining like a group of people like sitting in an office, like, so what can we do to inspire people? (laughs) Okay, let's make a human tower. I know. I don't know. It's, so it's weird. And like, if I was understanding it correctly, it's like all these people who work at like a specific factory who just decided. Yeah, it's just like, like, oh, I'm, I don't understand. I don't wanna. I don't get it. But it was amazing. It was um, it was a great show of teamwork. Very symbolic of people, uh, strength in numbers, supporting each other and uh, standing on the yes. shoulders of those who came before you. It was amazing. Highlight of the show, TBH. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that see, that's kind of like one of the things that we didn't understand about Hunan TV was that they 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 like mixed matched traditional and modern, like yeah. not in a very harmonious way. No, most of like these festival or like these concerts, usually like you would think of Twin One, right? Like mm-hmm. it's very traditional. It's very highlighting culture and traditional things and like mm-hmm. uh, filial, you know type uh, topics Mm -hmm. but um slowly as you know china is progressing they're trying to get more like get more hip and 
you know, young feelings to these mm-hmm. concerts because they see that, you know, the younger generation is not paying attention anymore and not watching them. Mm-hmm. So they try to pull in the younger audience. But with Hunan TV, it's like they try to do both at the same time, but not successfully. I feel like Hunan's, their specialty is really attracting a younger crowd. And so I think that they kind of misstepped and like... Yeah. Yeah. They try to go the CCTV route, but failed. So they should have just stuck with, you know, being hip. Yeah. But speaking of CCTV, did you have any thoughts on that? I mean, CCTV is the, the kind of the basic general of what you would think of, like, one of these mid-autumn festivals. They had, mm-hmm. like, a lot of big hitters, a lot of OG artists that, you mm-hmm. know, can really sing, like, again, your parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't surprising that they had a good roster. It's just I don't mm-hmm. listen to any of these people. Yeah, they had a lot of big names. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, the three standouts um, first were the Rhythm Tribe Acapella group, which were from mm-hmm. um, Sound of My Dream, <laughs> another great TV show name. But um, yeah, I really like the blend of like acapella and Chinese opera. So I liked them. And okay. then I really liked Wang Shi, uh, his performance of the Dongbei Boating Song, um, because that song is like a classic that my parents sing around the house. And so mm-hmm. I also really like Wang Shi's voice. It's like super deep. But mm-hmm. then I wanted to point out, um, the third thing I wanted to point out was um, Liza Wang. Liza Wang Mingchun. Wang Mingchun. Um, mm-hmm. She's Hong Kong's Dajie. And uh, mm-hmm. while she was singing, I was like, I wonder who this, because I'm not super familiar with her, but I was like, she sounds like she's lost her voice. Like, you know, it's not very powerful. Mm-hmm. I looked it up and she's actually 70 years old. Oh my God. I know. And she's still going. She's still going. <laughs> still she, going. Yeah, she looks real good for someone who's 70 years old. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I just thought that was that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't TF Boys on that too? They were. Um, that's that why I'm saying, like, our goal should just be to become TF Boys because they're like, so popular they must be like rolling in it and they're like 16 or whatever they're they're they just brought the average age down like a whole generation on that show (laughs) it's true (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean if you think about it cctv is huge right it's like kind of the national channel yeah like hudanwes and domanwes couldn't get tf boys but they did (laughs) i know that's like right i just yeah I just, at this point, TF boys are, like, so hot. I'm just... They're, like, right after Fukuang Chanchi in terms of <laughs> how much people want them on their holiday concerts. Fukuang Chanchi was on CCTV, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so see, they have the, the two biggest players on their channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, I don't know his name in Mandarin. Huo Jun? The guy who's from, oh, I forgot the name of the show. The one where they're uh, singer-songwriters, you have to write your own songs, and then his dad someone famous. No? No. Well, he was on the CCTV one, and then afterwards he was actually also on the Dongfang Weishu one. Oh, so he's the only one that overlapped. Yeah, which is surprising. You're not allowed to like... overlap. No, usually... Um, Feng Huang Chan, she always overlaps. 
Oh, really? Yeah, you always see them come in at like different parts of the program. So they're at one program in the beginning and then one program in the middle and then one program at the end. They're like they're nonstop. Books. Oh my yeah. god, speaking of, I'm really surprised that nobody um, asked freaking Da Zhangwei. Oh my god, yeah. Why didn't they? He would have totally hyped the show. I don't know. Or Chris Wu or Lu Han or any of those people. Yeah, see, exactly. Aren't they kind of not... hip too? I'm so confused. Yeah, so it's not that there aren't, it's not necessarily co- because of the Korea ban. It's just that none of these people got the like idly people. Like I the... don't understand. I think maybe they're just saving their budget for Chun Wan. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or like the New Year's. Because they'll have, they'll have like a New Year's, like New Year's Eve one and then a Chun Wan, which is the Chinese New Year one. So maybe they're saving yeah. budget for that. That would make sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because all of these were not as like all out as they usually at were. all. Yeah, no, it was like a really. I was just like, I'm skipping through all of this. I don't understand it. I don't care. But I feel like maybe Dong Fang Wei was a little bit more successful in grabbing my attention because they had mm-hmm. like a little bit more. Not necessarily great artists, but kind of good artists, and they kind of stuck with a the theme where it's like they had, I think, what six or seven artists, and then they just performed for the entire show. So they did like what two or three sets each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Jika Junhee. Yeah, I really liked her. Um, I did. Uh, okay, I didn't watch her performances with like other people, but I liked her one song. I think it was her own song, right? Mm-hmm. Something color. I actually didn't like that song. Yeah. Really, I thought it was okay. I've liked her performances with other people. <laughs> really? Yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah. Well, I actually like that song. Yeah. Um, Hua Zhengyu was on it. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. Uh, he did a uh, Moonlight edition of Wodo Hua Ban Xie, which I love. Um, and he also did Wei Guang, which was good. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the first time I heard that song, I actually heard... Um, What's his name? Zhang Xinzhe sing it on Wosugo So. And so, yeah, okay. it was good. I really don't like his haircut. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's not, a, it's not trending, is that I really hope it's not trending. I don't know. Because, like, I was watching some old clips of him from when he was on Superboy, and I was like, that mushroom cut suited him a lot better than this uh, half mullet. Okay, I don't know about that, but he did have better days. <laughs> The half mullet, I'm just not a fan of. I'm like, not feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated it so much that I literally wrote down Hua Chen Yu plus half mullet. That's how important <laughs> this was to me. <laughs> Ugh, so important. Visually speaking, very important. Yeah. But him and then... But, okay. So you don't know that guy, that really old guy with the super, super deep voice. I actually forgot his name. But he is from Huan Lo Song. Er... He's Xiao Baozong. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down, too, because I thought his voice sounded really... Um, I don't know that that was really his voice, because when he sang by himself later, his voice didn't sound the same at all. Really? Yeah, because he did two songs. Uh-huh, yeah. But, yeah, his voice was super low. I liked that when his voice was super low, but then uh-huh. afterwards when he sang by himself, his voice didn't sound like that. And so I'm like, was he really huh. singing or was he lip syncing? Okay, let's just let's just already we already already know this that ninety percent of these performances are pre-recorded or lip-synced. Okay, I'm not even gonna question this anymore. All of the Hunan Weishu ones seemed like they were lip-synced, except for maybe Xiao Jiandong. Yeah, like let's be honest. I'm not even gonna pretend like this is some kind of debate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
yeah, I mean, he's really cute. Like, he has little dimples. He's kind of like, he's becoming really, really big now because of Huan Lo Song mm-hmm. and his character in it. Like, he's like this Zongcai. But also kind of like a dorky one, right? Yeah, like a cute dorky one. Yeah. I can but, see that. I can see him yeah. being like, blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's blowing up. I do have to mention mm. that for some reason... Un ununderstandable by me. Um, mm. Dong Fang Wei hired Yang Qi to perform <gasps> at there. Right, and he did a whole set. Like he was a, in a set by himself. Was he even in the intro with like everybody? No, he wasn't. He did a whole set by himself. That is so crazy. Like he got his own little set, and he wasn't in, even together with the people in the beginning. I know, and it's like I thought that I thought I would see him on the Hunan Weishu one, but he actually wasn't on that one. Because I feel like Hunan Weishu, it's like you know you came out of that show, and so they'll give you a place on their, um, you know, concert <gasps> thing. Oh my god! Don't find ways to give him more money, and he bounced. He's a betrayer. <laughs> but I mean, like, I just can't believe that Dong Fang Weishu thought that they would. It was worth hiring him, you know. That's my whole. I thing. mean, you don't think it's worth hiring him, but let's be honest that. People love him in China. Do they really? I think they do. I think they view him as like a like a like a G Dragon almost. But it's like compared to the people from Zhongguo Yoshiha, it's like how do you? Justify... No, but he's more famous than the people from Zhongguo Yoshiha. Is he really? From what I can tell, I mean, first of all, he's on Hunan Weishu. Second of all, he's he was famous before he was on Hunan Weishu on Superboy, and he was like the not the favorite, of course, Weishun won, but I feel like he definitely got a lot of attention, and he has Luo Zhishang behind his back. Like Luo Zhishang loves him as well. But I feel like um, Superboy wasn't as popular this year, and it hasn't been as popular because it's you know. As a show, it's struggling to stay relevant. So I, I don't feel like it, it was as popular of a show as Songo Yoshiha. And I don't know how famous that Yang Ji was before he was on Superboy. Like, people knew him, but I don't know that he was well known. Because people mm. knew him from, like, his audition, I think. Hmm. But I feel like still, I think maybe his performance style is a little bit more, tad bit more mainstream than just pure hip-hop. I can never understand. I never understand what he's saying. Like never, ever. I don't all. either. People like him. That's what the young youngins are following these days. Okay, it's like they don't have anyone else to admire. That's like weird and different, other than him. So he kind of has a niche audience because he doesn't have much of an like a comparison or a compet- competitor in his performance style or, you know, yeah. I don't know that I agree with that because, like, if you had gotten like PG One, who's also blowing up because he's young and a rapper, and arguably much but more talented. But he's a rapper. But isn't, but Junji isn't Junji more of like a performer? He also dances and he also does that little keyboard thingy. So if you're you're just comparing rapping, then maybe okay. But like, if you're talking about entire performance wise, like star quality wise, it might be more him. But Youngji can't really dance. And but that's your opinion. Is, that's what I'm trying to say. His keyboard thing is really one note. Okay, okay. 
fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, he just, he has more of a package on stage presence versus someone who just raps. And like, do you want to see someone standing there just rapping? Or do you want to see like a whole performance with dancers and hoopla, you know? Like, I think that's where the mainstream of it comes from. I guess so. I don't think I'm ever going to change my mind about him, though. Of course, and I'm not either. I'm just saying I, I understand the appeal because a lot of people don't understand G-Dragon, but I understand G-Dragon. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of Superboy, though, um, Wei Xin and Nyanika were on Hunan TV, right? Mm-hmm. And I was very confused because you said that Wei Xin was the winner, but yeah, he didn't get a solo performance and Nyanika did. Yeah, that was weird. But I think Nyanika is the... Like, it kind of makes sense that they're pushing him over Wei Xun because he's a little bit more different. And, like, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, again, one of those things where just because you win doesn't mean that you end up being the most popular. Although, I do think that Wei Xun is a stronger singer, mm-hmm. technically. I mean, I think he could have had his own performance. I, didn't, I just didn't understand why they gave him the, uh, the solo performance versus Wei Xun, even though he's the winner. I wonder if they're going to try to push Wei Xun into acting. Why? I don't know, but he was in that segment with all the actors. Yeah, that is weird. Maybe, oh, maybe it's a new drama coming out that we don't know of. Maybe. And he has, like, a really good face for it, you know? His face is so sharp. I think he might become, he might be one of those typecasted as, typecasted as the kind of emo bad boy type. I in a historical drama? Not in a historic, like in a modern Oshanshu. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but speaking of foreshadowing shows or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, Chen Shang, Chen Shang was in with Liu Tao in that like little segment of like their new show, right? Mm-hmm. Called the Inn, mm-hmm. which I feel like is like a spinoff of the restaurant. Makes sense. <laughs> right, like it's basically like these celebrities. Um, becoming innkeepers and are they regular guests or are they all celebrity guests um okay so i'm only halfway into episode one right now and from what i tell from what i can see i think they're gonna have like regular guests and then possibly other celebrities in to help them Mm, so i think jackson you know jackson is it might be like a helper in one of these episodes or something interesting yeah i mean this would have been maybe a better entree into this type of reality show than the restaurant show like a knockoff you mean like yeah a better knockoff yeah you know <laughs> like, like a more dumb... of an original knockoff yeah you should you should have just uh should have yeah. gone with this idea instead of the idea that makes everyone flame and angry at you yeah because okay so for this setting they have it in Sichuan like a really um mountainous scenic place in Sichuan Mm-hmm. So they didn't go overseas this time, but it's really mm-hmm. pretty. I and mean, it's like a really beautiful little hotel, but it's also in the middle of nowhere. So I'm wondering, like, what kind of travelers want to come into the middle of nowhere in Sichuan to, like, live in this place? Because also, apparently, they're charging a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't think I would pay a lot of money to stay in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do and no food around. Is I it mean, a scenic I guess- thing? Maybe maybe they're just in it for the scenes because there's like a, like a really pretty river and there's like mountains mm-hmm. everywhere. But still, it's like they were... Okay, so Chen Xiang in episode one was like, so how much are we going to charge for this? And he's like 500 
RMB or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, 500 RMB is actually still pretty expensive for like an inn type. It's not for like a, a four five star rest. Yeah, it's not like a five star hotel. It's like an inn, so it's it's not uh-huh. great, great, but it is scenic and it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. 500 RMB a night is pretty expensive in my opinion. That's like something you can get for like a five star restaurant. A, I mean, hotel in the city. Yeah. And then Liu Tao was like, um, I thought we were gonna charge over a thousand. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Who do you think is staying at your hotel? Yeah, but then they're like, they're like, if you're able to come to this place, you might be pretty well off. But then I'm thinking, if you're well off, would you really come to this place? I mean, granted, it is very beautiful, but there's nothing, absolutely nothing to do, from what I can tell. Well, I think the new thing is that people want to go to scenic places and get, get away, away from, from the city. Yeah, I think that's a trend now. And like I like with Baba Chunar, they were saying that after um, the first season, I think aired all the places they went to, which were like kind of rural, faraway areas, got really popular with tourists because、um, of all the beautiful scenic shots that they had there.、Yeah. And so then people would go and be like, "Oh, I want to go there and see it and stay there、mm-hmm. for a while." So I mean, well, I, guess I guess it makes sense, but that's really expensive. Yeah, I'm like I don't think I want to stay. I mean, I guess maybe it's like because you're staying at a hotel with celebrities, so you're paying extra. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And the people who stay there have to be, I guess, warned that they're going to be staying at this celebrity hotel and filmed and stuff. Yeah. But um, one thing like I noticed so. This hotel for some reason. Okay, so ho- the hotel owners are Liu Tao and her husband, so they're married, obviously. And then the other two celebrity like workers are like a couple. I don't. They're kind of young, and I think they're up and coming. Maybe like she's an actress and he's like a model or something. But they're、mm-hmm. together. So then, like,、uh, Chen Shan was by himself, and he's like, "Oh my god, this this is gonna be like super hard couple of weeks for me," and like because of all the couples. And then the guy, the owner, was like. Oh, maybe you'll get lucky with one of the guests or whatever. Oh my gosh! I was like, I'm wondering is Tenshin break up with his girlfriend? I don't know. Because his girlfriend is Mao Xiaotong. Yeah, and she was on, on the、um, she was on the Hunan Weishu、um, concert without him. Yeah. yeah. So that's really weird. I'm wondering if they broke up. I'm really sad. Yeah, they seemed really cute. <laughs> They did seem really cute. I mean, they didn't get matching tattoos or anything, but it's very cute.、Mm-hmm. So Hunanwei also has another, another season of a show that I'm really excited about is Mission Dazen Time. So they added, so Wang Luo is not in it anymore, which I'm really sad because I actually really really like her.、Mm-hmm. And then, but Gui Gui is back, I think.、Mm. Yeah, Gui Gui is back, and they're gonna add two more people, which are Zhang Ruoyun and Wu Lei. Oh. Interesting choices. I'm interested. I'm interested in how that's going to play out because I know Zhang Ruoying has been in like previous episodes as just like guests and stuff.、Mm-hmm. I mean, he has he he's okay. He's not super great at it. But then it's like you have He Laosi and Sa Beining, which are like the you know the brains of the operation. So you don't really need anyone else to be the brains of the operation.、Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll see. And then Wule is I don't know. Wule is funny. He's a cute kid. Yeah, I th- I can see him being entertaining. I can see Wu Lei、yeah. being entertaining, but not necessarily Zhang Ruoyun. Yeah, he might yeah. just be the face of the operation. <laughs>、um, but 
yeah, the thing about the new season is apparently they're going to have, like, live performances. So before what happens is, like, the death happens and then they're just they're put into the set and they get to, like, you know, examine the set. Mm-hmm. But now they're actually going to play out the death. What? So, like, they're all the characters and, um, like, and then there's, like, these other extra actors that the people that actually die, the ex- actors, and they all come into the set and they, like, play it out, like, huh. the actual scene. Then wouldn't you know how they die? Well, no, because it, it'll be like it'll like this person will die maybe like in a room or like by itself and like you have to figure out what's going on. So I haven't. The hmm. second episode hasn't aired yet, but the first episode, like the trailer episode, happened, where it's like okay, so they all came into the hotel and they're all kind of talking and they got split into different rooms, mm-hmm. and then okay for and then like. After a while, somebody screams and they all run out in the hallway and then they like find the dead person, basically. Interesting. But one of them yeah. killed him. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to figure out. But like, wouldn't you just notice the absence of the person who killed them from the room when the person screams and is like, oh, someone's dead? I don't know. <laughs> so maybe it's like they'll keep them for like a minute before, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it's going to play out. Maybe the next episode airs and I'll watch it and I'll let you know how it works out. Yeah, that would be great. I would really like to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would too. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know. Um, I also want to mention that last week we we were um, speculating on Shiana's absence, prolonged absence from Happy Camp. And then yeah. after recording, we found out that she's pregnant. She's pregnant! Yeah, so congratulations to her and to Zhang Jie for um, being That's pregnant. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have, they're going to be great parents. Yeah. And I think that they've probably wanted it for a long time, so. You think great. they've been planning it? You think she's like maybe been like, they've been trying for a long time? I think they probably have because they've been married for a while and I feel like they're at that age where you have to start thinking about or you had to start thinking about whether or not you want to have children because after a certain mm-hmm. point it gets harder and harder to get pregnant and things like that so mm-hmm. i'm sure that they've been thinking about it and they must get a lot of pressure from the people around them yeah but like i don't understand her absence though you can totally be pregnant and still host a show she's probably just trying to be careful but what do you, I mean, you could you don't have to join the games or anything, but I'm wondering if she actually did sprain her ankle as well. So maybe that's why they're like really cautious of everything. I mean, I feel like part of it is because, you know, you're not joining in the games or anything, but you're still working and it's still stress versus like just taking maternity leave, essentially, and just taking the time to, I don't know. But maternity leave only happens when you're like, about to give birth i think that that is true for those people who do not have the luxury of taking a longer break but i'm sure she's fine not working for a few months i I feel like probably it's because she's a little bit older to be on her first pregnancy and more i mean there's a chance that this is not the first time that she's gotten pregnant you know what i mean you think she could miscarry i think it's very possible that's so sad but it happens to women all the time, and I know. Yeah, apparently I mean, it's a apparently it's like a very common thing, but nobody likes to talk about it because my old manager also miscarried. Mm-hmm. 
and then she worked through her like entire pregnancy which is mm-hmm. super hard because we work in retail so you have to be on your feet all the time mm-hmm. it was really hard watching her the like last like couple months until she was like basically gonna give birth the next month she worked up until eight months i think oh wow so i was very very worried for her yeah because it depends on like obviously depends on the person depends on your body and a lot of like sometimes it really depends on luck right but yeah i think for her she probably just wants to minimize risk since she can afford to just take a break i think it might just be an asian thing too because i feel like americans are more just like i'm pregnant still gonna work (laughs) but like asians are a little bit more cautious about the whole like being pregnant and going through you know everything like after birth and like how you take care of your body and things like that they're very um cautious about it i think i mean i think overall it's more of a class thing because (laughs) it's really like if you're wealthy enough and privileged enough to be able to take that time off from work or be that careful because if you're poor no matter where you are it's it's you you aren't afforded that kind of luxury so Mm -hmm. i mean i do think that there's i mean i also think that a lot of the being careful after birth in particular um, for Chinese mothers is because the hygiene and medical standards in China mm. were not up to par for a very mm-hmm. long time. And so it's kind of like that, um, you know, you do all these things to try to not um, get catch infection or whatever it is after you give birth, whereas mm-hmm. people in the United States don't necessarily worry as much about that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. But anyways, I mean, I feel like it'd be really cute that the whole Kuala Jiaozu is going to be a part of this baby's lives. I would be, you would be such a happy baby, happy child if you had like all these godfathers and godmothers around you all the time. Yeah, this is going to be a fancy kid. Yeah, fancy, fancy kid. I wonder what they're going to name it because you know how celebrities are with their names. It's very interesting. Yang, yang, yang. I feel like the the Xiaoming would be like, like Xiao Taiyang or something. Because isn't isn't she like Taiyang Yusun? Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be that really would be cute. really cute. Yeah. That would be mm-hmm. really cute. You should submit that for consideration through Weibo. <laughs> <laughs> As they get like like thousands of congratulation messages. Yeah, but I mean, that's great. It's always good to have happy news. Yeah, it is. And like, it's what's funny is that um during the like upcoming Kualadabaing series and everything like that, they try to find like a replacement for her. Like nobody can replace her. Nobody's presence is gonna be she and I. Like I'd rather just not have anybody there versus you mm-hmm. putting someone there just for the sake of it. <laughs> but I also yeah. feel like they might just need that person for like games or whatever, you know, like teens, you know. I feel like it's just an excuse for them to like be able to host random celebrities. Maybe. Because I feel like the, they're, they're still there to try to promote something. It's just mm-hmm. that you, like, if they just come by themselves instead of with like a whole group of people, then you have a place to like put them. I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I was watching this week's episode, and I was really confused mm. because like the, f- the first like fifteen minutes are from one episode, and then like it cuts to like footage from like before like unaired footage from before and so I was like yeah there's no transition here 
don't I think they were I think I don't think they prepared enough for this one because it's probably because of the mid-autumn thing where he yeah. also had to be so I think the timing was cut off so they just like mashed other episodes together and they didn't have enough content with like all the high reach out people to make it an entire episode length I guess yeah I don't know. That was weird, though. But speaking of that episode, um, did you watch the the one with um, Zhao Wei and Xu Zhen? No, I haven't gotten there yet. But I'm oh, excited because I, I love that. I can't spoil it for you. Because I love that. I love that segment. So oh, I'm excited to watch it. I know I do. I, I want them to play it more. I do Wouldn't too. it be more funny if they did it with the Han Yu Chao people? Because then it's like, you oh know, God, Chinese yes. and like, you know. That would be yeah. so much fun. By the way, that guy really looks like Huga. That guy seriously looks like Huga. So I watched this show that he's on, or mm-hmm. I used to watch it. I forgot what the name of it is, but um, Jin Hanyi is on it. It's on Hubei Weishu, and it's like this debate show with um, people in China from different countries. Mm-hmm. Also a knockoff of a Korean show. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh... I've seen him on that show. It's interesting, but also like too complicated for me to keep up with. It's like they debate topics and whatever, and I'm like, oh. Oh, is this serious? Like serious debate topics, not like, not like cheap asshole. <laughs> I don't. It's not always serious. I remember some. Sometimes I think it's more serious. Like this one guy came on the, you know, the guy who's um he's a modern dancer, but then he's the last in a line of like these Chinese opera singers of the, like one school of performance and so then he came mm. on he knew he was like you know um i'm the last in the line in this line of performers but this is not really my passion my passion is modern dance and so um what should i do and so then the it was kind of like people picked um different sides like do you think that he should continue with his family's tradition versus um uh, you know, like just doing whatever he wants, like with his own life, mm-hmm. and you can really see like the clash of cultures there because, it's, like, you know, mm-hmm. like the Amer- the American one is always is definitely ob- obviously like you should do whatever you want. It's your own life. You have nothing mm-hmm. to do with your parents. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting to see how culturally like cult- different cultural perspectives Im- influence your thoughts on different issues. But it's just mm-hmm. kind of a it's kind of a heavier show, I guess. Interesting. That sounds like a pretty heavy show, but I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I like it when you you kind of see the different cultures and you kind of learn a lot from you know differences too. And I feel like China definitely benefits from things like that because they're so set in their ways in some some ways that it's like mm-hmm. they need to hear it from a third party perspective. Yeah. But yes, he super looks like Hugo. I was like very confused. I didn't really think he did. No, because I okay, I saw at the beginning like the little trailer of it. I almost thought Hugo was on that show. <laughs> And I was like, wait. <laughs> I really didn't think they looked alike. So I was... Really? Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, a slight resemblance, but I didn't yeah. think that he was really that much... Like, from certain angles, it really reminded me of Hugo. I guess so. I don't know. And some of the some of those guys were really good-looking. I was very surprised. Yeah. I feel like they're going to get really popular. Yeah, I feel like they will, too. They're very handsome. I feel like they almost have a little bit of Asian in them. I feel like they're mixed. Because they don't look full European. Some of them probably are. Yeah. Like the Italian guy seems like he was probably mixed. Yeah, and there was that one Russian guy too. He kind of looked a little bit mixed. Like they didn't look full European. Well, Russia is kind of different because parts of Russia are really, really... Like they're Central Asia. Oh. 
That's、okay. why, like, when we were talking about Xinjiang, it's like, it's、yeah. like where the borders are. Like, borders are really man-made, right? And so, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Well, do you have any rec and recs for this week? I have a rec, like with an R. So,、um, mm. in keeping with the spirit of the holiday season,、um, Crispy Tuyen Tuan,、uh, which is a band、uh, made up of a、mm-hmm. brother and a sister from Taiwan, they put、mm-hmm. out this cover of one of their old songs.、Um, but they used、um, these wires connected to mooncakes to do the、mm-hmm. instrumental, and so it's really cool. Connected to mooncakes? Yeah. What、so、is this like a whole potato connected to wire to make electricity type of deal? <laughs> Um, I think that it was like I don't I don't know how they did it obviously and I am not a musician、mm-hmm. in any way shape or form so then it was like、mm-hmm. connected to these like wire looking things and then when、mm-hmm. you press them then they have different sounds. What? I know it was cool. I'll link it on our Tumblr. Creativity, so festive too. I know, and their harmonies <laughs> are really really pretty, and so yeah,、oh, would totally、so、recommend it. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool.、Um, okay, so I have a W rec this week.、Uh, Great. So you know that、uh, that drama that I watched that I was kind of following and then stopped following and I caught up.、Um, Lost Love Lost in Times with Chen Weiting and Liu Shuxu. Yeah, the one where、um, they travel back in time and then everyone's dead. <laughs> yes. So, oh my gosh. Okay. So I did like the premise, the idea of it, like in the, from the get go,、mm-hmm. and I think. Like between, it's like, so okay. So there's like this thing online I read that I felt like was pretty accurate to what um what the drama was like was that the first couple episodes went a little bit too fast,、mm-hmm. and then the middle episode was lagged on way too long,、mm-hmm. and then the ending was too abrupt. Like it was weird. So like it like the first couple episodes kind of brings you that love story. Like when I ta- I told you about this in the beginning too that they fell in love way too fast and didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then the middle episodes of them like falling back in love and like all the battles and like all the betrayals or whatever was lagged on way too long. It didn't need. It could be cut in half and it would be fine. And then the ending didn't make sense. Okay, first of all, it's a happy ending, which never really happens. Like happy endings never really happens in these type of dramas. So what happens is like. They they find back they find each other they're happy the like the second lead finds his love they're happy and then the the old um people the old masters they come back to life and they fall back in love and they're happy because you know in the real reality of it is that one of them dies or like they can never fall back in love because they're the elders right they have to protect you know they have to stay pure to protect their tribe but in the ending they fall in love. This all sounds very complicated. Everybody gets a happy ending. Ending is basically what I'm trying to say, but what I don't understand is how it happened. So, let me break this down for you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so Liu Shishi, the Shenwuni, she activated this time portal, right? So in activating this time portal, she brings herself into like a whole new dimension where you know they go back in time. He's alive and. Basically, her goal in this dimension is to make him king, and make sure he's not dead. Okay. But in doing so, obviously, she suffers. You know, like a time limit of if you don't do it in this time limit, then you basically your soul is lost in this dimension, and you can never go back home to your original dimension. Okay. 
Okay, so um, in order to do that, you have to find the nine stones that connect this time portal, and they're scattered everywhere. Because like once you release it, they scatters in the new dimension, and you have to find it. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being like she uses one of the stones to save this brother's life. So the stone is deactivated. So that means even if you find the ninth stone, you can't activate the time portal. Mm-hmm. Okay, but somehow miraculously, if you use the life of one of the two stars, which is her and Chen Weiting, they're mm-hmm. considered the two stars, right? And in a reality, one of the stars has to die for the other one to survive. That's just how it works. I don't know why. Okay. So, so miraculously, if you sacrifice one of the stars in replacement of one of the stones, you can still activate the time portal. Uh huh. Okay, so this is and this all happened in the in the last episode and a half or so. So imagine really? how fast this is turning. Oh for my me. gosh! Why? <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, and like later on, you find out that the mother of Chen Weiting is like the evil witch that is against is behind all of this drama. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so her, because she is like the evil witch. So you have good witches and evil witches. She's the head of the evil witch tribe. Mm-hmm. So her whole purpose is to activate the time portal and go back in time to save her late husband, who is Tom Waiting's father, who was originally the king but got killed for his throne. Okay. okay, so that's her whole purpose. So during the end of like that whole thing, like it was like maybe half of the last episode, she she gives them the ninth stone and then makes. Uh, Liu Shi Shi like activate the portal or whatever, and then Tong Wei Ting is like, no, he like sacrifices himself to become the star to activate the portal, and then he goes, and then she goes up into like the sky, and then takes his place to like you know what I mean like he takes she takes her place because she he's his son and she loves him, and then so she dies to become the ninth stone. And then they activate the portal. So what I'm confused about is that isn't it supposed to be the stars that get sacrificed? So how is she doing this? I'm gonna be really honest with you. I'm confused、yes. by this whole thing. I am too. That's why I'm telling you this. I'm very, very, very freaking confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like this ending didn't make any sense to me. Like even though everything was happy, it was a great ending. It just didn't make sense how it worked. Okay, let、mm-hmm. me finish though. So, <laughs> so she dies. And becomes the portal, and then so they then they bring Liu Shizhi back into the portal、um, to go back into her dimension, right?、Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, okay, first of all, it didn't make sense that she could take his place because he's the star. Only the star can replace the stone to create the portal. So how did she do it? That's the first flaw, right?、Mm-hmm. The second flaw. So she goes back into this portal and then goes back to her dimension, and he's alive. Chen Weiting is alive, and he remembers everything, and it's like it picks up right where they left off. From the other dimension. From the other dimension, like that's why I'm confused. Like, wait, you travel back back into your own dimension, and then he comes back to life in that dimension. Like, is there some kind of time thing that's crossing? Like, I don't understand because he didn't enter the portal. Nobody entered the portal besides her. She goes back to into the dimension that she came from. 
alive and healthy with no time limit, and he's mm-hmm. back there alive and healthy, and remembers everything that happened. Yeah, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. Because the why then why in the beginning when you entered a new dimension like everybody forgets you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it sounds like maybe they like ran out of ideas in the middle, dragged it out to fill their quota, and then towards the end we're like, oh snap, we've got to wrap this up somehow, and then just kind of threw some things together. Right, I'm like so confused. Like, how did that happen? Like, I, I and then and then. Like, and then in this dimension, everybody gets a happy ending. Like, nobody's dead. Everyone that died comes back to life. Including his mom? No, his mom is dead. <laughs> okay. But like, but, like, in the previous dimension, her master, the ma- the, the girl master, because she has, like a, like, a girl elder and, a, like, a male elder that, you know, loved each other but couldn't be together, she died in that dimension. But then in the new dimension, she comes back to life. This is a lot. This is a few too many dimensions for me to keep up with. There's only two, and none of them make sense to me. Oh, these are only two dimensions. It's only well, technically, technically, it's supposed to be two because technically, she has to go back to her original dimension to be alive. That's what doesn't make sense because how come you changed everything in this dimension and then in the other dimension everything is like perfect? That's um, I have no idea what to tell you there because I'm. Really right? Confused. So, because, like, from what I thought, it was like, okay, maybe she went back in time, but then they thought of, like, a different dimension. Huh. So, yeah, this drama didn't make sense to me. Ultimately, it was a flop. It was a good idea, but it was a flop. Hmm. I'm sorry. How many episodes was it? Way too long. Way too long. <laughs> There's like 50 something episodes. Oh my god, I can't believe you invested all that time and effort into 50-odd episodes. I didn't. I think I invested like three hours. Wow. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, I mean, maybe I missed something important in the middle of Fast forwarding, but I don't really care at this point. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. On to the next one. Next week, I'll fill you in about more of these shows that I'm watching because I'm very excited about them. Good. I'm um, looking forward to hearing about them. Well, that concludes episode 14 of our podcast. Um, Happy Mid-Autumn Festival to everybody. Catch us next week for a brand new episode. Um, We are on Wixhaw, iTunes, and YouTube. And you can follow us on Tumblr at thelalashow at tumblr.com. Bye!